All right. I I didn't like this at all. I didn't like this research. I know. I, didn't I mean, like this building. <laughs> I know we're doing sort of like eerie topics and stuff, but I feel like what's scary about this is the treatment of mentally ill individuals. Right. Not like you know, not the not mentally ill individuals themselves. It's like how our society chooses to be. I know. I'm glad that we're not. I mean, this. I mean, there is like murder in this, but I'm glad we're not like a murder podcast because I couldn't deal with doing something like this every single week. Oh, no. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Me neither. Anyway, let's start on a good note. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie. And I'm Diana. And we're two queens in a pod. Cast. And we are two queens from Queens talking about Queens locations and events. And today we, oh, sorry. And today we are going to do Creedmoor Psychiatric Hospital, which is in Queens Village, New York. Yeah, Queens Village, New York. And if anyone who has been on the Cross Island, this is like the big yellow building. It's like obstructed views of this building. Yeah, it's a huge building. And for the longest time, I thought that building, which is it's technically like called like the inpatient tower. Um, I thought that was Creedmoor. I didn't had no idea that it's a huge campus right. of like it, multiple buildings. Apparently there's 50 buildings. I had absolutely no idea. So we're only seeing the top of the iceberg with that with with that large building. No, the tip of the well, iceberg. The tip of the... What would you call the tip? Because it's the biggest part. It's the biggest building. So it would be like the bottom of the iceberg because that's the building. The biggest part. Right. You know what I'm the, saying? I know, but symbolically, <laughs> the tip is like what you see. Okay, we're doing symbols. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's the biggest one, but there's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. Yeah, it's 30 acres, 50 buildings, and a really long history that dates back to the... 1870s. Yeah, so how it got its name, it was the land that it's on belonged to the Creeds family, Mm -hmm. and they were farmers. And if you wanted to know kind of the proximity of where this is in Queens, it is directly located next to the Queens County Farm Museum. Okay, yeah. And you had yeah. we had you had talked about that a bit during yeah. the Queens yeah, County. Yeah, we could kind of bring that up in a little yeah. bit, but you could also listen to the Queens County. We visited yeah. the Queens County Farm Museum just recently. Yeah, just recently we we re- returned to the maze. So the Creeds family was there hanging out, and then there was a Long Island Railroad station that ran from Long Island City to Bethpage, and it was it kind of adopted this name as Creed Moore because of the like landscaping of it. I guess. Yeah, I guess more. Whatever more means. Yeah. It's like more land. <laughs> Creed more. <laughs> so yeah, Creed more kind of was this adopted area. And then. Um, yeah. And then that's what people kind of just called it. Like, you know, an area in New York that like it gets called off of a monument more so than. Yes. Yeah. I you get know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then so after it was farmland for a while, the NRA actually took it over. From 1870 to 1893. Yeah, and they had their shooting rifle matches. How wonderful. Yeah. and Lovely. After after time, but actually the National Guard was there too. Yeah. Um, and after some time, local residents were like, you know what? We, we don't want these. This is going to be the first complaint matches. about yeah. this area. The first complaint was that they 
that the noise complaint about yeah. the rifle. So that's but, number one. And, the, and spoiler alert: the residents haven't been happy since it was a farm. Since it was a farm, right? <laughs> that's they the have, last time since, they were happy. Since the creeds were there, they uh, people have not been happy. Yeah, there's just there's just complaint <laughs> after complaint. Um, but once the NRA kind of bounced out because just basically people were complaining about it. Um, it went back to state ownership, and the state owned it. Yeah. And then this is something that I found interesting. So the lunacy, it's called, commission, was the people who kind of thought that this was a suitable site for a mental hospital way back in, like, 1908. Um, and I was like, what is the lunacy commission? Go – it's awful. It's like the awful. The, like – History of mental illnesses. That one they had a in England. They had like a mad, um, madhouse degree because people were just like, like say I didn't like you, Diana, and I was just like, she's crazy. We need to put her in the madhouse, and then people would just come and take you away because of like my. Well, I had to be a man, really. I couldn't really be a woman making those claims. But, like, men, if they, like, didn't want their wives around, would just, like, put them in the madhouse. It's like the Harlem Witch Trials. Right. Like, she knows too much. She must be a witch. Right. Let's throw her in the water. Oh, she can't escape from the water and being pinned down. That means she was a real person. Sorry. Oh, wait, she escaped? She's a witch. Let's kill her. So most of these people didn't even have mental illnesses. But that's like where all these things come from. Like lunacy is about lunatics. Like they used to call them literally lunatics. Which is not inappropriate. No, but this was like 300 years ago. So maybe it was an appropriate word back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the common nomenclature. I actually think it has like like Italian roots, like luna, loon, the moon. Oh. It's like of the moon. It has like something to do with that. Oh, okay. I didn't go that far into it, but... I just, I didn't research that, but since you brought up lunatic, I didn't, you know, that word. Yeah. But I guess that's where, like, you got, like, loony bin and... Right. All the things we shouldn't say. All these bad things. No, we're not saying them that, like, we're saying them. We're saying, like, these are the words that we grew up hearing. Right. You know? Yeah. As kids before people now call it mental illnesses. Right. Like, the only thing that should be called loony is the lunatunes. Because they're (laughs) cartoons and they're silly. You know what I mean? Well, were they And they're animals. <laughs> or were they all mentally disturbed? Oh, no, it's animal cruelty now to, to cartoons. I can't. All right. Well, I don't want to dig okay, a so hole. Then, so then here we are. We The commission was stating that that was a good place for a mental hospital. So in 1912, the governor signed off to start buildings on the Creedmoor property. Right, and it was the farm colony of the Brooklyn State Hospital. And so the idea behind this farm colony was the idea that that giving mentally ill people a space to just kind of like be out in the open and on a farm and to basically do work was their idea of of like quote-unquote Eradicating this like... I guess not even eradicating, like letting them live in their illness, but in a community of their own. Right. Where they can just sort of self-sustain and farm. And they just saw it as like, oh, this is a form of therapy. Like this is how um, an individual can sort of be self-sustaining within a mentally ill state that maybe they can't do in like the general public. And it kind of seems like it it works because there's 
only about 32 patients that this actually starts off with, which is like a small group of people. Yeah. And you could have nurses still there that, uh, you know, watch over and, and help and assist. But then all of a sudden, because they want to just put people here and people here, it increases to 150 in only like a couple years. And then it just thousands after that. Yeah, I thought it was so weird. Like I kind of looked up like why... Why, like, throughout the 19th century did did the amount of me- mentally ill, um, what, what do you call it when you, like, admissions, right? Into, like, why did the population grow in, in these places? Like I mean, these institutions. Right, in these yeah. institutions. Um, and essentially it's, like, either A, more, like, people just started getting more and more mentally ill, or B people started getting less tolerant to taking care of mentally ill people. Oh, interesting. But, like, either reason, like, what would cause a major influx of of more mentally ill people? I don't know. I don't Like, what happened? Or maybe, like, wars, maybe... Yeah, PTSD. Right. Well, we can get into, like, some people who visited Creedmoor even like famous people who probably got more um recognition for their stories but there was like one person who was like the jazz musician I forgot his name but he got hit in the head but with a bottle like at a fight at a bar and he like had memory loss and like stuff like that oh oh, so like was it Guthrie no am I saying that sorry go on maybe um but but it's like it's like things like this, like you said, I think it would just be like people are not tolerated to like be able to handle it. So they're like, you know what? Well, let's put you in this because I think like hospitals are for like the sick, but then this person's not sick. They just have memory loss and they are having like cognitive issues because they were hit in the head. Right. Right. So it's like, where do they go? And they put them in like mental institutions. Right. And it's like. It's just a very flawed situation. I mean, we could go down rabbit holes of, like, the amount of mentally ill people who are incarcerated that probably really shouldn't be in prisons and that, like, things that need to be more, like, rehabilitate. Like, you have to rehabilitate and it should be less, like, crime and punishment and more, like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. So, so they have, like, a lot of corrupt flawed. owners in mental institutions. It's kind of like prisons. Like, some prisons are privately owned, so those... People, like, make money off of the prisons. It's, like, a whole thing. It's kind of the same way. So in the construction of these buildings, there was in 1926, 29, and 33, they started making, like, more and more buildings in the campus. As the the population increased. As the population increased, correct. So the capacity for all of these buildings on this campus was 3,300. So, like, 3,300 people could be comfortably on this, you know? And they had 6,000 by the 1940s. Right. So they're so they overcrowded. Double, overcrowded, understaffed. That's a recipe for disaster. So if you could imagine, like, the place just deteriorated. Like, they didn't have, like, good conditions. They didn't have, like, working, like, bathrooms. And then there was, like, a dysteria outbreak because of, like, the disgusting conditions. So, like, all these people who were mentally sick got physically sick. Right. Right. Because having that many people in... Those close corners. Yeah. I mean, of course you're going to get sick. Bacterial infections. Exactly. Ugh. And like understaffed, not being taken care of patiently, uh, correctly. Um, yeah. I mean, 
my next note really goes all the way to the 1980s. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have more in there, but like you could just kind of see this one, this, this initial idea of like, let's create a farm where kids, where, where mentally ill people can just be and like sustain from themselves and like do things like that to basically over this is like capitalism in a nutshell like more 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 bigger 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 Mm -hmm. and then the quality goes down um and it all kind of leads up to a really long decline um and then and then scandals that out that that broke out yeah so i don't know if they i don't know why you skipped to the 1980s but in 1974 was where there was Creedmoor in general got this like really really bad rep and the like New York Police Department had to like look into it because in over a 20 month span they had three reported rapes so only reported not even right. like ones what, that are actually happening 22 assaults 52 fires 130 burglaries they had three instances of suicide a shooting a riot and an attempted murder and everyone's like, yo, what's happening over there? What is happening at Creedmoor? And at yeah. this point, like, what's the population? Is it still, like, in the thousands? So like? when, in after the 1950s, that's when, like, it started to decline. So it wasn't at 6,000 at this okay. time. Right. But it only started decreasing within, like, four decades. So, like, 40 years from, like, 1950 to about, like, 2000 was when, you know, they eradicated a lot of these people because of medication and all that right so like what i yeah what i read is that like a half a century ago from now um a lot of the facilities got less occupied because um because of the deinstitutionalization of mental health services so i guess from that it was like they realized that doing things However, they had institutionalized it in those ways was was obviously not fitting. Mm-hmm. And so there was no longer requirements. Is that what? Yeah. Deep, so like, a part of what you're talking about was remember how we just mentioned how people were working on like farms and being within their community. They were because of like the laws that were with the deinstitutionalization. They weren't you're not allowed to have patients work in any capacity, even right. therapeutic. Right. So. Even if that was helping people, that's not working now. Like, they're not doing that. Right. So they force people not to do kind of like what you would maybe call like, quote unquote, experimental therapy. Like, no dance therapy for you. No creative arts therapy. Right. Essentially like electroshock and and like lobotomies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's just, let's just put you in a corner, Uh you know? Um, So, yeah. So once that, that, that deinstitutionalization occurred, I think more, um more like experimental or other ways of going about things were created so people would get pulled from these kind of old school way of doing things centers like like Creedmoor. Yeah. Um, and then I think like things, what you're saying, like there was this New York Times article that came out that, and I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they had an undercover reporter go in. I'm not sure what they did. Mm-hmm. But it was 10 years after what you were saying the reports were. And things still weren't like great getting yeah, mm-hmm. but weren't getting really better. Um, there was cases of staff members throwing patients against concrete walls, beating patients with belts, and then tying up patients to urine soaked mattresses. Yeah. So to all of that, there was this 
um, kind of final. They called it like the Creed more secure unit, and the secure units that were in um, these psychiatric hospitals. There were far and few between, and Creedmoor had, had one. So in Building 74 on the second floor, that's how they created their secure unit, which housed the most violent patients. Okay. So a lot of these were people from jail who like were committed of rapes and murders. They would like put them in this facility. And that was in 1980. So... It only lasted four years because the conditions were so bad amongst the patients and the staff. Like, everyday staff would get beat. Every day, like, the, you know, like, right. so you're saying, I'm not taking sides. I don't know. I wasn't there. So I don't know if pa- if the staff was beating the patients. But the patients were certainly also beating the staff. Right. Um, because they didn't have, they were supposed to all receive training in self-defense. The staff was. Right. Supposed to, in training in self-defense, supposed to have like all of these um, regulations in place to have these secured patients. And none of that happened. Right. So they basically, can you imagine being a worker and going into that job every day? I don't know how they had didn't have turnover every single day. I mean, I don't, I don't know how like one day this, none of the staff showed up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I find that. Shocking. I think sometimes, like, you know the analogy of, like, a boiling pot? Like, mm-hmm. so if you if you put a frog into a water and you slowly boil it... He'll die because he'll just he doesn't die. feel it. Yeah. Whereas well, not could, that he feels it, but, like, he's getting used to it. Right. Of, it yeah. just happens at such a slow mm-hmm. pace that you don't realize that you're just, like, getting your soul sucked out of you. Oh, yeah. And then, whereas if you just throw a, a frog into boiling, already boiling water, well, he's going to hop out right away. So yeah. it's like, I think sometimes you just get enmeshed in the situation and you don't escape. I don't know. I can't imagine. But they had like three padded rooms. So everything that you could think of in like in your worst nightmare in movies and TV shows, like those are all based off of things that like actually happened. Yeah, like that's not, that's more yeah. fact than fiction, all of that. So one thing that kind of eventually kind of, I would say, had the the um kind was the, the straw, downfall yeah, yeah was a patient called roberto vangus and he died because it, it's kind of exactly what you were saying before he was in a straight jacket and he got hit in, a, in the throat by a worker and it killed him so like they kind of were like what happened like how did this occur so like roberto actually was like a aviation mechanic and he had schizophrenia and he was like in and out of creed more a lot but not in this secure unit the one that i'm talking about so they put him into the secured unit one time because he was just being like very violent Mm. and then it only took five days for this occurrence to happen where this person was killed so then they all were like okay we need to do an internal investigation they like arrested the uh I, I forgot who it was. It was like a the therapist or something that killed him. I don't think he got any jail time, but this led to like them being like, this is way not like this has gone way this too has far. This has gone way too far. Yeah. Like these conditions are outrageous. Like how many reports, how many reporters have to go and how many times do the police have to go in and see these conditions to be like, yeah. when are we going to stop? You know? Right. And so that was like the 1980s. Was yeah. That. And then since then... I don't know. Like, I honestly have a gap in, in my research, but like, of, so for, of yes. how things are now and how they've yeah. gotten better. Like, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anything's better, but um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, for the last, I would say, 30 years since then, like the 1990s, they've been slowly selling off parts of the campus right. and making 
I guess I guess you could say they're making them better. They put a school, they put a football field. Right. Um they but made a children's psychi- um psychiatric. psychiatric hospital. But I also see like that some buildings have just been left abandoned. Yeah, oh so there's like yeah, the whole thing that like spooky vibes, but the building uh two it's building two, the one that we is um if you go online and like Google like abandoned Creedmoor building, it's yeah. building two. And it's just like so creepy. It's like has all like the remnants of what it used to be. Right. Like and then, left- then like bird drop, pigeon drop, well, yeah. like took so, over. <laughs> I didn't know because I I had written down building twenty five. Uh-huh. Oh maybe it is Oh I'm sorry, yes, building twenty five. Yeah, there I'm you sorry. Go. Yeah. That's where I have that there's like so yeah, like the first floor of building twenty five is what you said. Yeah. And then floor four it's just, just like, like pigeon, pigeon land. land. Yeah. And like not just like today. It's not like they clean up after themselves. Like imagine pigeons in a, in, in a whole floor of a building for like 30 years. Yeah. So it's like car. It's like mountains of like pigeon. It doesn't even look like, like pigeon droppings. Like it just looks like. It almost looks like a work of art or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like something you find that in the MoMA. That is a work of art. <laughs> now that's an artist. Those pigeons. That's an artist. That New York Visions, they're the artists, really. True. True artists. They're not trying to make anybody. To get, they're not trying to make anybody. <laughs> they're just doing it because they have to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, I think so like. So, yeah, they, I don't know what they, why don't they just, t- I guess they, they want to do something with it. They just haven't with that building. Yeah, I guess like demolishing it or even tackling it is like would be so costly in and of itself but i can't imagine it being reusable no i don't know no. it would you would have to knock it down yeah but if you were wondering about our artist conversation just now it's that i have this long-standing debate about like what is an artist <laughs> <laughs> and i've convinced myself that celebrities aren't artists but they are Everyone's an artist. Everyone's an artist. There you go. <laughs> Waiting for it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, in talking about this, I couldn't help but think of like, I remember one time when we were kids. <laughs> I already know where this is going. <laughs> and you had brought this up that like movies are, are really more fact than fiction, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was one day, Mel and I, it must have been around Halloween, right? Or just a regular day. Just a regular yeah. old day. So. And we decided to watch Shutter Island. And this is when well, you Shutter were, like, Island was new. We were sleeping over too. So it was like yeah. late at night. It was night. Yeah, it was nighttime. And this was when like Shutter Island was new. So it's always yeah, scary yeah. to watch like a scary to watch a new scary movie. Right. right. And so we're watching it. And if you've ever watched it, it's kind of, it's a creepy story. Yeah. And it's a creepy movie. Weird visuals, you know, eerie. And the movie's over. And like no, it's like during the movie, I, or I would I don't know. I was just looking so bored, like I was gonna fall asleep. And you're yeah. like, "What? Why I was are like you scared." No, but at the end of like at the end of it, uh-huh. like the, that's when I get scared. Like now my Im- imagination is just taken. You're over. just thinking about yeah. I'm just thinking about certain putting scenes, yourself in there. Yeah, right. Or just like how something looked or how eerie it looked. And like you were like ready to just go up and like grab a cup of water, like get on <laughs> with your day. And I was like, Mel, aren't you like scared? And you're like. No, and I'm like, why? And I was <laughs> like, because we're not on an island, and I'm not in a psychi- it's like psychiatric ward. <laughs> and uh, but then like, and I was talking about it with one of our other friends the other day. But like, I used to have a weird fear, like from age like 20, 20 to twenty five, like of like would I become schizophrenic? Well, that's like the age that you do, right? That's right, like, and like, if you yeah. and if you haven't, then like you have been, you know. Thank God you're good. Um, 
But like, I, I think that was just like my my imagination goes too crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting though because like talking about movies, you really should watch. I don't. I'm, I'm assuming you haven't watched. It's not really well known. There's this documentary called Crazy Wise. I've never heard of that. And it's essentially it gets into like pharmaceuticals and how like the Western culture has become this culture to like put a medication on it or okay. diagnose it and mm-hmm. like. Over time, we went from, like, really a small amount of, like, diagnosis and mental illnesses to having, like, a book as big as a dictionary mm-hmm. of, of mental illnesses. And that, like, Western culture in general just has this way of, like, wanting to fix it. Like, fix it, fix it, fix it, right? Like, there's something wrong, right? Whereas more, like, indigenous cultures and Eastern cultures... um in the world, like, embrace people who show psychoses or, like, who who show, um, what's the word, like, um, what's the word, like, uh, symptoms, like, people Mm -hmm. who show, display symptoms of, like, schizophrenia, instead of saying, like, there's something wrong with you, we need to fix you, they actually just accept them and see them as, like, a gift and be like, well, what can we learn from you? Um, well, it, I think I th- and I think that's beautiful. I, I would want to live in a world like that, right? But I think if you're talking about like Western culture, our culture is working class. Like our our culture is to get up every day, work your forty hours a week, enjoy right. your two day weekend, and continue that. And people who have these like who suffer from this can't be on a grind like that. Can't be in, you know, there's no place in this, this society for people who have, um, these kind of, I don't even want to call it an illness because like we're saying, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an illness. It's just not some, it's like, we're, it's it's just something not sure of it. It's not the standard. So then there, there, it must be quote unquote wrong. right? Right. But like, I know what you mean. It's like our society and how we're structured is the reason we treat, people that we've that that our society claim to have mental mm-hmm. illnesses that way right because like well you're getting in the way of the nine to five grind yeah you know what i mean this is inconvenient whereas cultures that are more indigenous and are more just about like sustaining themselves and like taking care of their community and like that's the reason they exist well then of course they're going to be able to have that approach you know what i mean yeah so it's just like severely flawed yeah and so you know and I think that's also why a lot of homeless people like are homeless because they the same thing they can't continue in this kind of New York society where it's every day you need to wake up every right. day you have to make money like right. it's all the same they don't fit into this box yeah you know um, and you know it's it's really complicated now because even at Creedmoor now there's still like issues on like what what should be done with Creedmoor what should be done oh let's with talk about the, the okay this so the second yeah. complaint of the Queens Village Day right. people was back we saw like a couple years ago maybe like a decade ago a was because patients can come and go as they please because it's they, no longer it's no longer like in, inhumane <laughs> right and like granted I could see why people are upset about this like uh I guess a patient like pulled down his pants and like took like went to the bathroom went to the bathroom relieved himself or there herself. you go relieved himself and like out you know an uproar um yes <laughs> we understand that's we understand. not okay but, but like, of course they're gonna complain about 
Yeah. That there's that's the that's the complaint now. That now things that have loosened up, it's like people are like, now it's a little too loose. Now it's a little too loose. It's like oh, everyone's so specific, you know? <laughs> but then now if you haven't watched the news in just recently, yeah. within the last two months, they made um like migrant shelters, like for a sane, a sane, oh my God. For people as, seeking as, asylum. asylum. Seeking yeah. asylum, there it is. See, those terms are Same. way too oh, similar. Oh, I'm sorry, those terms are way too similar. I was like, is that why they put it there? No. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, you know when you first yeah. read a word and you're like, oh, what? Yeah. Like chaos. I read chaos, but it's chaos, chaos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing asylum, like seeking asylum mm-hmm. for the first time and thinking like, they're seeking to be in an insane asylum. Like right, I remember, it was like insane asylum was a thing. Too, right, right, and that's yeah. again no, nomenclature no, we no, should no, no longer no, use. No. But like I remember being a kid and being like, I know this, but being like completely wrong. Like yeah. you should never think that someone seeking asylum is going to an asylum. So yeah, they similar. they have like um tents set up and everything in the Creedmoor uh, parking lot. Right. And it could hold about a thousand people and it costs twenty million dollars a month. And we were just kind of in a discussion about this, like we don't want to talk about politics, but when you get older to a certain point, like we're a little, we're in our thirties, yeah. you're like, Where's my taxpayers <laughs> dollars going? And then it's like there and you're like, Come on. Like, and like, you, you know, we're a sanctuary state and city rather and like you know it, it's just very troubling like how do you solve all the problems of how the world how do you world? solve all the problems yeah. you know and um i mean i think one thing that we were discussing was that um right before this crisis before the the refugee i don't know if we if we're calling it a refugee crisis but it, the ref the yeah, influx of the refugees crisis, yeah. yeah it's a lot of people to try and manage you know mm-hmm. um they had just had meetings, like a community meeting about like, well, what should we do with At the beginning Creedmoor? of this year, yeah. So yeah. even before, two months ago, before um, the the migrant, mm-hmm. you know, situation came about, they were actually like community members of, of Queens Village of, what do you call that area? Is that, is that what is it? Queens, it's Queens Village? Village, yeah. Yeah. Glen Oaks? Is that? Glen Oaks, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that whole area, they were meeting. Like kind of, yeah, and there a lot of people want, and we're, you know, really involved in wanting to have more mental um, mental health facilities yes. for teenagers, and, you know, like, that's this is a big issue, like, struggling with our community. Right. And then it's, like, kind of like they didn't even listen to anything that the no. neighborhood wanted. Like, one thing that I, like, I don't know why I got so specific, but there's this woman, Joan Johnson, who's a counselor and a cooking teacher there at the South Campus of Creedmoor, and she really wanted to, she was really promoting the idea of creating opportunities and programs that'll help individuals build life skills. Kind of similar oh, to, like, the great. farming mode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden it was like, pfft. Push that aside. We're doing this now. And it's like, it just feels fake. Like, why are you having these community meetings when when bureaucracy is going to step in and you're all just going to kind of make the choice for everyone? And as much as we, like, made fun of the people, the neighborhood who complained, (laughs) like, they're complaining because they want things to, to be to be com- yeah to be community and like one of the things was like you know they don't want to put a jail there they don't even want like a big realtor like like a target or anything like they just want this to be used to further their community and to help the people who live there because right that's what they're paying for that's right. what we're paying for right and i think the idea is like okay yes let let patients leave the space but let's help them be more 
able to to function within society and their yeah. sex or in a sense and get like skills to to sustain themselves right so but then that got pushed to the side mm. and so now i guess it's still in limbo the only thing we so, definitely know is the pigeons are out of the pigeons are on four. the floor of building, building 25, 25. <laughs> i love pigeons That's the only thing that we're certain of <laughs> that's all we know and it's not a bird sanctuary. They just kind of went in on it. No. <laughs> They're in the Jackie Robinson rotunda. They're taking yep. over. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I, I did think it was Sad. interesting. I feel like Creedmoor was always just this thing I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Um, and now it's, am I happy about the information uh, I've learned? Not necessarily, but you know. It's good to be informed about what's going on. As like a Queens kid who drove, like, you know, we my family is drivers, not like, you know, your family. Yeah. We yeah. would always drive on the cross island and there would, there would always be like this like old wives tale. Like if you roll down the windows, you could hear the screams from Creedmoor. And it's like, no. oh, that's so bad now. Like, the bad thing really is you probably so could though. Oh, that's the terrible thing about it. It's not like a haunted thing. It was like just happening. You know? Right. These poor people. I know. Like, ugh, I hate like electric shock therapy. Like, it's just awful. All of it's awful. It makes me so, feel so disgusted. And they did this to kids. It's like terrible. to little kids, and like for a long time they would just conduct experiments. And like I get, I get people. it that like it, the experiments push and further science, but like how do you think that like any like physical pain that you cause a child, like how could you ever think that that's right? You know, no. how do you even get through that with like a child, human, like in, a, in really. a, like a straitjacket, a yeah. kid? Because you believe them to be autistic and didn't understand it, so right. you put them in a straitjacket. Yeah, crazy. No. I mean, it's. We we um, evolved from not very smart people, <laughs> <laughs> and we're still not that smart. But I think we're, we're better than there. But yeah, no, I mean, I do things Let's go to a brighter yeah. future. <laughs> yeah, cheers to a brighter future. I, I could only hope that things are, are gonna get better. Um, but yeah. One of the more darker episodes, for sure. Yeah, I hated this. Yeah. I don't think we said anything funny. No. But. I mean, there was a couple things. Like yeah. the, sh- the Shutter Island. The sh- and, uh, <laughs> something about the iceberg made us laugh. I don't know. The pigeons were kind of funny. That was a comic relief. I just reviewed the, the whole... pigeons really stole the show for us today. <laughs> they were just my haven of like, okay, let me uh. just... But yeah, so that's it. I mean, there's a lot of like uh, famous people and famous stories that actually were um, patients of Creedmoor. Yeah. I don't even like really want to get into a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but like Lou Reed, he was like the singer of like the Velvet Underground. Mm. I found that interesting that he went there as like a kid. Like his parents didn't know what to do with him and like put him in there and he had like electroshock therapy. But then he ended up being like a very influential musician. I guess not saying that that helped, no. but like he like hated his parents after that. Like, how could you possibly do right. this to me? Like, wrote a memoir about it. And I mean, sometimes out of like awful atrocities, mm-hmm. you build this kind of resilience. Yeah. And, and you know, he he made yeah. the best out of what he could, and and the trauma he probably that he definitely experienced there. So yeah. And also, I wanted to mention this is like also very sad. So like, uh, let's like end it out on the sad note. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to mention the murder of Randolph Evans. 
and he was a 15-year-old black uh, person, black kid from Brooklyn. And on Thanksgiving of 1976, um, an NYPD officer, Robert Tercy, he responded to some kind of dispute in an apartment building and it was fine, like Cypress Hill's like housing unit. And he came out and he ran into Randolph Evans. And like, they don't really know to this day, like what was like the altercation between them was, mm-hmm. but he shot him at point blank range, went in his car and his partner asked him, like, what did you do? And he responded with, I don't know, what did I do? And like, they arrested him, like, and for the murder, and he pleaded insanity. Like, he says that, like, he blacked out. He didn't know, like, they killed him and all this stuff. And he got sent to Creedmoor for about a year and a half. And then he was a free man. What? Mm-hmm. So he's still around today. And it was an entire white jury that found him, like, not guilty by reason of insanity. He's He died. But, like, nobody, like, till this day, like, there's such, like... That's insanity. Like what happened in this story? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, but there's a lot of people who got away with murder for back in the day. I mean, even recently, I think happens. I mean, it's awful. Like the people who like kill. um, There's a lot of things about like people who like murdered like homosexual people, and then they plead like reason of insanity and got away with it. What is it? Like gay panic? It's called like a gay panic something. That's awful. I mean, I think one thing. As we, you know, think about the really scariest things in in, war, in the world. Um, the gay panic defense. Sorry. It's like an panic. actual thing. Yeah. Okay. It's what they use to say, oh, I went, like, I that I was temporarily insane or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was their scapegoat. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, during this time of year, you know, we think about ghouls and monsters and vampires and all this and that. And... I think the scariest thing in the world are human beings. That hurt other human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Or who like let other human beings who hurt other human beings go out free forever. You know what I mean? And like listen to BS excuses Mm -hmm. from evil humans. We should all just be pigeons. (laughs) Yeah. That's where where we all went That's where, you know, that's where it's all. (laughs) In my next lifetime, I'll be a pigeon. (laughs) Diana Pigeon. Ooh. Is that French? <laughs> no, I was just changing the emphasis oh, okay, on okay. pigeon. Got pigeon, it, it. you know? Mm-hmm. Diana Pigeon. Yeah. All That's right. who I'll be. I think, this, I think we should end this. I think we're tapping out. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, All y'all. Right. Till next time. All right, bye. bye.